Hey everybody, this is Jimmy. Welcome to another episode of the Biblical Business Leaders Podcast. Uh, Today I'm super excited to bring to you an interview episode where it's not just me, uh, you know, giving you all my thoughts on different things going on in my life, but it's actually another interview episode, which was the original intent of the podcast was me to interview other people and get uh, how they incorporate business and faith and and family all together um, in the best way possible that honors and glorifies God in the best way possible. Uh, The last interview episode I did was with Jenny Hunt, which I believe is one of the most downloaded episodes to date. And it was an awesome interview. If you haven't go, uh, or if you haven't listened to it, go and check it out. Uh, but this one today is with uh, somebody who I actually met about probably a month ago uh, through a Zoom call, um, and we were talking about Amazon business. Uh, and his name is Aaron Lipman. Uh, he doesn't just do Amazon. In fact, his his main business is through real estate. Uh, he's got quite an awesome story. He started out in youth ministry, uh, and since then has uh, you know gone into more of a business aspect, but has been able to combine his faith and have his faith shine through his businesses and the other things that he does. So um, he's a huge proponent um, and kind of his ending advice. I'll leave that for you to hear from him, Um, but it's actually the title of this episode which is that we're all called to be missionaries. Uh, And I thought that was an extremely powerful uh, statement. So I'm excited for you to hear that. Again, that's towards the end of the episode. But I had an awesome time talking with Aaron. Uh, Super excited for you all to hear this. Uh, It blessed my life in a lot of ways. There's a lot of amazing uh, tidbits throughout this episode that I think you should all uh, hopefully take notes on or at least take to heart and start to incorporate into your business and your faith and and your family and how you combine everything together. So um, without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, But before we do that, actually, if you haven't joined the Facebook group for this podcast, go to Facebook and look up uh, the groups and it's called Biblical Business Leaders Podcast. And you can find that, or actually it's Biblical Business Leaders. Sorry, uh, don't go, <laughs> Biblical Business Leaders podcast will probably bring up the same group, but um, it's actually called Biblical Business Leaders. And so uh, if you go to that group, you can join, request to join. Um, and once you're accepted into there, we can, uh, you know, you can join the conversation. So um, please bring any comments or posts into that Facebook group so that we can all fellowship together through this, talk about how it's affected our lives and how we can all learn and join together into glorifying God through our businesses and and really everything that we do. So uh, thank you so much. And now without further ado, uh, we'll go ahead and jump into this episode with Aaron Lippman. Hey, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the Biblical Business Leaders podcast. I really appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to be part of it today. Yeah, super fun. So uh, let's go ahead and start off with a prayer uh, like I normally do, and then we'll uh, get into talking to you about uh, your businesses and your faith and how you combine the two. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity today for Aaron and I to just jump on this call and and, uh, discuss two very important topics, uh, which are business and faith and how we can combine those two things. Uh, please help this to be a blessing to all the listeners out there um, and help this to be a blessing to both me and Aaron as well. And for us to all get a lot out of this fellowship and, and a lot out of the insights that Aaron can bring to the uh, listeners. Thank you so much for everything you've given us. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Awesome, Aaron. Well, uh, excited to have you on. I know that uh, we originally got introduced uh, through Amazon Circles. Uh, we had a call a few weeks ago, and you were telling me about some other businesses and things that you're involved in, and really how you incorporate 
your, your faith into those businesses. And so I'm excited to uh, go ahead and discuss that. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know you, would you mind just giving us a background on kind of the businesses that you're involved in and, and what you're currently doing from a career perspective? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my full-time business is real estate. So I have a real estate business that I do. I live in the Dallas area, so just north of Dallas, and uh, which is home for me. And so got into real estate about five years ago. I actually transitioned from vocational ministry, from being a youth pastor, okay. into the business world. And um, so kind of over time, landed in real estate, which has turned out to be a good a good fit for me. So that's okay. where most of my energy goes these days as far as work. And um, I do some other things, do some Amazon stuff, which has been uh, newer, but fun and exciting. And uh, definitely see lots of potential there with that. And yeah. uh, do some, uh, I, tennis has been a big part of my life. So as a college tennis player, then became a teaching pro. So wow. uh, for fun, I, I coached some some tennis lessons on the side to kind of stay active in the sport. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you say you're in real estate, uh, are you a real estate agent or do you do investing like flipping houses? What exactly in real estate? Yeah, I'm an agent. Okay. Awesome. Yep. And yep. Uh, are you, you're under a broker or do you have your own uh, firm? Yeah, I'm, I'm under a brokerage. So, okay. um, you know, I got my start in 2015 okay. under one of the big name brokerages and that was great enjoyed it got lots of good training helped me get off on the right foot um over time once i kind of had a foundation built i uh, got connected to the brokerage i'm currently part of we're a small local brokerage called the real estate project and okay. part of the draw to that for me was the mission behind our brokerage we're a little different in kind of what we do and the purpose of why we do real estate yeah, so I, I guess tell us a little bit about that mission. What is it that drew you, I guess, then to, uh, to that brokerage? Yeah, so our broker actually started it in 2012 um, with the idea of, hey, how can I use real estate for the good of our community? So, you know, obviously we use it to make a living for mm -hmm. ourselves, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a very local thing, right? And yeah. so we live here, work here, raise families here, play here. So what does it look like to actually use what we do to invest back in the community? So um, all that to say, as a brokerage, we, um, we give a percentage of every commission we make to local nonprofit or charity. And mm -hmm. we let our clients choose where that goes to. So oh, wow. it's a way to take what we do. And we actually, out of our own personal commission, donate a certain percentage. It's up to each agent what that okay. looks like, how much and all of that. Um, and then we also want to engage people in giving. So we allow our clients to say, Hey, here's, here's where I'd like that to go. Um, wow. If they have something they're involved in already or passionate about, um, it can go there. If not, like, you know, we have ideas of, of other uh, places that can go to. Yeah, that's awesome. So how long, so I guess how many uh, agents are there and a uh, part of this? Yeah, there's 10 or 11 of us. Okay. Do so, you know how much has been donated from those commissions at all? Do you have a rough number? Or? Yeah, we, I, I believe we're close to surpassing $500,000 wow. donated since 2012. That's awesome. 
That's really cool. Yeah. So I guess obviously that helps from a business perspective as well too, right? So you're taking care of your community um, and it helps from a business perspective because it brings, it's really good marketing, really. I mean, it's allowing people to experience your brand, right? The brand of the brokerage uh, wanting to be a part of the community. Um, and it's also getting people to buy into your brokerage. Has that, has that been a huge help in, in the company growing? I think so. Yeah. You know, for me personally, real estate's unique in that, uh, you know, every realtor has to be sponsored underneath the brokerage, Mm -hmm. but you're really self-employed. We're our own business owners. And so in that sense, it's allowed, um, you know, my clients have gotten behind that. My client base is they're, you know, all my business is through relationships and referrals. And so um, that story gets told of what we do and why we do it. And so then that helps business move forward. Um, but then in, in moving forward, it also helps us to, to continue to do more for the community as well. So it's kind of a, yeah. a win win, I guess. That's so cool. That's awesome. Well, I guess I, I did want to jump on one thing too. You had said earlier you started in youth ministry. So what made you kind of go, uh, decide to go from youth ministry into business specifically? Um, and then how do you, I mean, do you see similarities between the two in, in um, what you were doing before and what you're doing now? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my background is youth ministry, um, you know, kind of jack of all trades, master of none, um, <laughs> mainly did youth ministry, did some other roles uh, okay. on church staffs over time. So um, I went to college, uh, studied for youth ministry graduated um a long time ago and uh uh me and two guy other guys started a church in the denver area and my role was youth and kids and then over time transitioned to another church in the area as a youth pastor and then uh, ended up coming back home to be the youth pastor of the church i grew up in so all that spanned about 12 13 14 years somewhere in there um you know, I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was a good fit for me. Um, you know, felt like it was a, a calling. Um, and over time, um, you know, as, as my wife and I started having kids, mm-hmm. doing youth ministry became more of a challenge. Okay. Um, you know, it requires a lot of going to sporting events or band concerts, choir, you know, all these things that are outside of normal working hours. And so, um, you know, when we started having kids, um, it just, you know, and, you know, sometimes those job requirements took me away from that. And, um, the church I was on staff at, and I just kind of felt like, um, my passion for youth ministry wasn't what it was. And the team I was serving probably needed someone who was more passionate about it than I was at that point. Um, the church I was working for didn't have another role at that point that I could transition into. And so, um, you know, but we had young, two young girls at the time Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to uproot my family to take another ministry job somewhere else, um, away from, you know, extended family in the area as well. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, got involved in a nonprofit, which was great. And then over time, uh, kind of started getting into to the business world a bit. Okay. And, um, and that's kind of 
kind of stuck and yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's been a fun journey, a hard journey, but a, a fun one. Um, but yeah, I would say there's a lot of similarities, especially in real estate. You're really, you know, in ministry, you're walking alongside people mm. kind of helping them through life, helping them on their, their journey of faith, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in real estate, you're walking alongside people through what's often the biggest financial decision they're going to make at that point in their lives or up to that point in their lives. And so there's a lot of pastoring that goes, <laughs> goes into that. Yeah. Um, you know, not that that's, you know, the word that we use, but yeah. <laughs> that's kind of really what it is. You're, you're really helping people um, in that season, in that time. And you're, you're pretty deeply involved in their lives uh, yeah. at that point. And so, uh, you know, it's still a lot of those skills of working with people and caring for people and, and trying to do what's best for someone mm-hmm. translate between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, you, how long have you been doing real estate? You said 2015? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and how long have you been out of the ministry? Um, so out of vocational ministry since 2014. 2014. Okay. So right after pretty much you got into to real estate yeah. for the most part. Um, so I guess, how have you kind of incorporated, you know, your faith into uh, your business activities and your, you know, dealings with clients, et cetera? Have, have, have there been any specific things that you've done to make sure that you incorporated that uh, besides, you know, obviously the, uh, uh, the giving from, from the commissions that you make? Besides that, is there anything else that you've done to incorporate your faith into your business activities? Yeah, that's a good question. I, um, you know, I, obviously I want to really care for people, mm-hmm. take care of them, look out for them, make sure that they're not getting into a situation that's going to set them or their family back financially. Right. Um, so just really serving them and taking care of their best interests. So being a servant, putting them yeah. first. Um, and you know, I, I say voc- I got out of vocational ministry because I, I really think all of life is ministry. Yeah. When, when you're following Jesus, he doesn't just say, hey, you know, just give me this part of your life. He's like, all of your life <laughs> right. um, is for my service. And so, um, you know, I, I think when you start to look at things more holistically mm. like that, and then it, um, you know, I still view what I do as ministry um, in, in a lot of ways because I get Absolutely. to serve and care for people, um, which, you know, I think to simplify things is Jesus calls us to do, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if that makes sense or kind of answers the question, but. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, leading by example is the perfect way to, to put it. I mean, uh, I think it's very easy um, for Christians, um, you know, to be really out out in front with their faith and it can scare people when sometimes the best way to, uh, you know, show your faith is by leading by example and, and doing the things that we should be doing. And even, uh, and I refer back to this regularly in this podcast, but I know on the podcast I did with Jim Cockrum, you know, he talks about the Hebrew word avodah, which means work, service, and worship. It means the same thing. And so whenever you're working, especially working with the mindset of working for the Lord, um, then you're also serving and worshiping God at the same time. So uh, I think that's a really powerful thing to, to remember for all of us looking at our businesses, looking at even if you're an employee, whatever it might be, 
in the fact that if we dedicate our time to our work uh, and we do it as if we're working for the Lord, we really are worshiping and serving the Lord in that, that regard. Um, and so, yeah. yeah, I think that's definitely a powerful thing to say is that the best way to do it is to lead by example, just like you said. Um, so yeah. I guess, no, I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no you're fine. Go for it. Uh, I was going to say, I, I think you hit it on the head. It, it's one thing I, I you know, think about a lot and, and it's, you know, every day, um, before I sit down or first thing when I sit down, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just try to surrender my work to the Lord and say, okay, God, this is, this business is yours. It's not mm-hmm. mine. You've just entrusted it to me. Right. And so my job is to just steward what you, you've given me. And hopefully I can be responsible with that, yeah. you know, and, and hopefully as I am, then there's more to steward. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, my, my prayer is that my work is hopefully worship to the Lord, just like you said, because yeah. I think there's, um, it's easy to compartmentalize what we do a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. And so people go, well, I have work and I have home and I have my hobbies and then I have church, right? Yeah. right. And, and it's easy to, to separate those and compartmentalize them. Um, but in reality, that's just not how faith works and um, not how the Lord works. Like he, he wants to be Lord of all of our life. And yeah. so- when when we make that trend just that simple mindset shift of kind of like it's easy to go here's the the secular things in my life and here's the sacred things in my life but really god created everything Mm -hmm. and everything is sacred and so when we view it like that i think it really dramatically changes how we view our work and and what we do and how it can be worship um you know we were created to work. I used to have someone, um, you know, say all the time when I was on a church staff, like work wasn't part of the, the curse of the fall. It was the burden, Mm. uh, of work. And so we're like, we're created to do stuff and to do, to work hard and to do good good things. And, and when we realize all of that falls underneath, um, what the Lord wants us to do, then, then it dramatically changes how we view work and our coworkers and our clients and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you just said, and I've actually never heard it put that way. Um, you know, the, after the fall, it was the burden of work. Um, that was the curse, not work because Adam was working the garden um, before right. the fall. Right. Um, and it was after it that it would be, you know, harder, more toil like labor. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a, I've never thought about that before. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. uh, I know that you made some pretty big transitions, right? So from ministry to, to business, were there any difficult times that you had to get through with that? That's a major transition. How, I guess, did you get through that transition from um, working in youth ministry to working in business? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> a lot of prayer. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, when when you start in, in real estate, um, you know, there's always some lead time to mm. when you get paid. Right. So you only get paid when you close on a home, and that doesn't just happen in a day or two, mm. right? And so right. There, there's a process involved. So, um, you know, I was, I was very fortunate to have some good uh, people in my life who kind of, mm. in real estate, who took me under their wing, helped, helped me get started. And, um, 
you know, when there's kind of an expectation when you start, it's like, don't expect to get paid anything for the first six to 12 months. Oh, wow. And, okay. Um, you just don't know. Like, it, yeah, and um, so my wife and I, um, before I got started, we sat down and we just looked at our finances and our savings and went, okay, how long can we make it without a paycheck from real estate? And we went, we can make it nine months. Okay. And wow. so I went, I have nine months to close one deal. Because <laughs> okay. I went, if I can close one deal, I can close two. Right. Okay. And then so on and so forth. And so um, I just kind of, you know, put my head down and worked as hard as I could and said, I'm, you know, like we didn't have a plan B. And right. so for me, that was plan A and nothing else at that point. And, um, you know, that uh, looking back, I'm just so thankful the Lord provided, um, way more than we could have ever expected. So my first closing was about 10 weeks after I started oh, and wow, I had another awesome. one a couple weeks later. And, um, you know, by the time nine months rolled around, um, I had hit, hit my cap for the year at the brokerage I was with. So there's oh, a wow. certain number sales volume that once you hit that number, then you, you keep a hundred percent of your commission. And um, by nine months I had hit that number. And wow. if you would have asked me when I started, if that would have happened, I would have told you absolutely no way, but it was <laughs> kind of one of those things that, um, you know, I was doing another, uh, kind of business sales thing before and it just wasn't a fit. And, mm. So we were just praying, okay, Lord, what, like, what's next? What do you want us to do? This is really uncertain and scary. And, and, um, you know, I actually had, I asked four or five people who uh, knew me really well and who I really trusted and went, Hey, what could you, you know, my story and my background. Um, what could you see me doing in the business world? And mm -hmm. independently people would go, have you thought about real estate? And <laughs> I know that's awesome. If you talk to so-and-so, they're like, what are you talking about? And, um, so I was like, okay, God, maybe you're trying to tell me something. And yeah. then I had three different people. Um, I talked to go, Hey, I have a friend who used to be a pastor. Who's a realtor. Here's their number. You should talk to them. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, God, like, this can't be getting more obvious. And so yeah. I called all these people up said, Hey, you know, so-and-so gave me your number. Um, can we have lunch? And they all sat down with me. We had lunch or coffee and all of them were like, you should do this. And so, you know, those were some really neat confirmations for us getting into it Yeah. and looking back, you know, that, that um, I'm thankful for that because without that, you know, who, so I, I guess all that to say, I really felt like the Lord kind of led me into that career path at that time. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, with the, the benefit of hindsight, it's easy to see how, <laughs> how he did and how he provided, even when right. we had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really cool. And I think there's a couple too, or a couple of important principles. One, business-wise, not just uh, faith, but business-wise, you said that you had to focus on that first sale, right? Instead of focusing on, oh, you know, I can, if I make 10 sales in the next month, nine months, right? You had to focus on the first one. And I think, at least from my perspective in our businesses that we have, 
um, I, a lot of times will struggle with what's the end goal? Like, where do I want to be? This is where I want to go and forget sometimes that it, it needs to be, okay, well, what are the steps each day? that I need to take to hit, you know, the first level of that goal. Um, and so I think that's a really important thing just from a business standpoint for people to take out of this podcast. Um, and then from a faith perspective, you know, I did a podcast, uh, I think it was two podcasts ago on prayer and the power of prayer. And I think that that's really important too, that you took the time during that transition to pray about, well, where does God, you know, God, where do you want to lead me? Um, and then you did start taking those action steps to ask other people and figure out where God wanted to put you instead of just being like, well, I'm going to jump into this because it feels you know, somebody else is making a bunch of money on it, you know? Um, so I think those are two powerful things that you, you said that hopefully people can take from this podcast and apply to their own life. Um, I know too, that you, uh, you just got done with a, uh, a golf um, like charity event, correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. And so I guess tell us a little bit about that um, and how that came to be. And, you know, I guess, yeah, some more info about that. Yeah, no, thanks for asking. Um, yeah. So kind of backstory. Um, my, my dad passed away in 2008. Okay. Wow. And, um, you know, my, he, the church we're part of, mm-hmm. um, my dad was a big part of that, um, was a leader in the church, people joked that he was like the mayor of the church. Like everyone knew him. Everyone loved him. He loved everybody. Yeah. Kind of just one of those guys who, who um, just really cared for people and everyone just loved and adored. And Mm -hmm. um, my dad loved golf. He was a big golfer and he used to put on a little golf tournament for like 20 guys in the church Mm. and um, just to have fun, get guys connected. Um, But also he was trying to raise 500 each year um, because one of his passions was men's ministry and um, our hey, church had a, like a local sorry. men's retreat. It cut yeah. out for a second. How much did you say he was trying to raise? Oh, sorry. Yeah, he was trying to raise about $500. $500. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, because there, our, our church had a men's retreat and mm-hmm. uh, every fall okay. and it was $100 to go. And so, um, you know, he wasn't always like the upfront person but he felt like if he could get guys to that then mm-hmm. that maybe couldn't afford to go or who wouldn't go um if he could make a way for them to get there then maybe something would spark some life change for them that weekend so right. that was the heart behind it um so he passed away unexpectedly in 08 mm-hmm. and um a couple guys kept that tournament going for uh, a couple years kind of doing that same thing and then um you know, I moved back to the area uh, in 2010, um, mm. and then in, in 2011, um, a group of us got together and said, "Hey, what would it look like to try to take this tournament, you know, and maybe make it a little bit bigger?" Yeah. Um, and we went, "Well, if we're going to do that, maybe we need a bigger cause," and so okay. we. Um, decided to adopt the cause of clean water Uh and um, our, our church, our denomination has a partnership with an organization called world hope. Okay. International. Yeah. They're a great organization, do lots of incredible stuff around the world. Um, And they, they build clean water wells around the world. So we said, well, let's reach out to world hope and let's Mm -hmm. see if they'll partner with us. 
and uh, let's find out how much a well cost. And at that point, a well was $5,500. So we went, well, if we can raise half a well, Mm -hmm. we'll like, we'll feel good about that. So $2,750. And so we went out, planned this tournament, um, ended up having 40, 50 people come out and um, $11,000 came in. Wow. Yeah. So do well. (laughs) Okay, God, like we had no idea. Um, and so the next year came around and we're like, well, should we try this again? And Mm -hmm. we're like, I I guess so. And, um, you know, the cost of a well went jumped up like 8,500 bucks. So we said, well, if we can get two wells again, we'll be like, that would be awesome. Right. And I think enough came in for three wells that year. So like 25 something thousand dollars. That's incredible. And then the next year it was something similar and uh, it just kept growing to the point that world hope um, has a donor who he's anonymous to us, but he came to world hope and said, he caught wind of the tournament and said, Hey, I want you to go challenge this group to try to raise more. And he goes, I'll match dollar for dollar that oh, wow. year is like up to like $25,000. So wow. uh, we're like, well, we got to, we got to match that. Like we got to get, you know, make the most of it. All right. Uh, we go well, it jumped to $10,000 at that point. And okay. so, um, you know, each year that number, he came, he would come back and say, Hey, here's the number this year. And then it just kept growing and growing. And awesome. um, so we just did year 10 um, a, huh. a few Saturdays ago. Um, COVID had some different plans for mm. us this year. It was originally supposed to be in May. Yeah. Got pushed back to September. Ended up being a blessing in disguise. And yeah. um, the goal this year was the, the match was $100,000. So oh, wow. we said, we got to figure out how to raise $100,000. <laughs> you know, just to, in the, you know, the current climate, we're sure how people would be impacted financially and, and everything. Yeah. And if that we'd be able to hit that goal or not. And, and so um, anyhow, going into year 10, um, we, um, we passed, I say, when I say we, I, I mean, the Lord has done it all. Mm. Like, yeah. just, we're just lucky to be part of it. Um, mm. so, so we surpassed a hundred wells over wow. the 10 years or actually like 118. Um, and surpassed a million dollars raised since the start of the tournament. Wow. That's incredible. There's a, that's awesome. You know, I think after all the new wells are built, probably close to a hundred thousand people will have clean water. Wow. That's amazing. So how do you, you've got a lot. Oh, okay. Sorry. It cut out again. I don't know if it's my Wi-Fi or what. Sorry. Probably me. Sorry. (laughs) Um, You said, so a hundred thousand people will have clean water is, did you say in African villages? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. So how do you, I mean, you've got a lot of things going on, right? Uh, with your, you've got three different things you do from a business standpoint, right? The tennis coach, your real estate, and then you do some Amazon. Uh, and then you've got the charity, uh, you know, the golf tournament, everything you've got going on. How do you manage all of that and still have time, uh, to spend with God and with your family and, um, everything you've got going on? Yeah, that's a, uh, <laughs> that, that's a challenge. Right. Um, you know, I, whatever answer I give, I, I, I should give the uh, disclaimer that 
I'm not always very good at it and okay. I have a lot of <laughs> to grow. So, um, you know, the, the, the idea is setting boundaries um, and, and just making sure that, and also too, you know, so many things are seasonal. So like the golf tournament is seasonal. It's not mm. like uh, we're planning it year round. We start sure. four or five months ahead of time. Um, and that kind of gradually ramps up, um, you know, real estate. The, the beauty of that is that I set my own schedule. It's flexible, um, you know, and so that allow, you know, I might have to go, I might work um, an evening and get home at nine o'clock. Yeah. But, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we went to the zoo on a Friday morning because I can, I just have the flexibility to, to do that. So there's, right. it's just, there's trade-offs and it's just making sure that, you know, my family's getting a fair shake in that, in that trade off as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. I also tell my clients too, that, um, I'm like Chick-fil-A I'm closed on Sunday. Okay. And, um, <laughs> whether my clients are believers or not, they all like, they, they get it and they love it. <laughs> and, um, it's great. Like I, I, I adopted that a couple years ago mm-hmm. um, because a lot of real estate actually happens on the weekends when people are, are free, but, yeah. um, you know, I just, I felt like my family needed just a day mm. that um, I wasn't running around, right? Right. And so, um, so yeah, I started doing that and, and it's like, it, it's probably helped my business okay. and it hasn't hurt it. That's and, awesome. Um, you know, I tell people, call me, text me, like if there's something we have to do, it's fine. It just means I'm not going to leave my family to go do something. And so, um, you know, it's just setting those kind of boundaries, um, I think helps and, Mm. um, just kind of, you know, doing your best to juggle it and manage it and, and, you know, take care. Yeah, no, I, I struggle with, uh, trying to manage all that as well, especially, you know, trying to take time off. I mean, it's, it's easy from an entrepreneurial perspective to always be like, I have all these things to do and I don't even have kids. Right. So <laughs> it's, uh, I have less to do than most people. Um, and I still struggle with that. So it's definitely something that I personally have to work on as well Is how do I spend downtime, you know, uh, with God and, and Brittany. Um, so yeah, it's pretty, uh, you know, it's a lot of things to manage, but uh, the lucky part about being an entrepreneur is that you do get to, you know, have full control over your time. So, uh, Aaron, I, I really appreciate uh, you being on here, taking time out of your day and out of your week to, to come on the podcast and talk about everything going on. There's been a ton of great, uh, you know, tidbits and, and things that you've said that people can take away and actually apply directly. So thank you for that. Is there anything else that you'd want people to know or any other little things that you think people should know about incorporating uh, their faith into their business and vice versa? Or, um, you know, anything you want to leave everybody with? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've been pretty influenced by this idea that um, we're all called as Christ followers, we're all called to be missionaries. Mm. And for some of us, that's maybe missionaries overseas in a foreign country. Um, but you know, that's not everyone. And some of yeah. us, um, I, I believe God has called us all to where we are. Yeah. And if God's called us to where we are, then we're called to live as missionaries where we're at. And, you know, that's your neighborhood, your workplace. Um, all of that, your community. And I think when you start to view uh, faith 
faith through that lens, it has a dramatic impact on how you interact with the people where you're placed. If I go to church on Sunday and I go to work on Monday, but it's like my, my faith and my life encompasses all of that. And so um, Monday with my coworkers can be just as important as Sunday at church. Yeah. Um, not you need, you need that time and fellowship and worship to, to help prepare you for the week ahead, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when, when you start to view yourself as called and sent to a place, then mm-hmm. it changes how you, you interact with people. So I would just encourage people all that to say, go, Hey, when you go into work, like, there's people there who are created in the image of God and maybe they just don't know it yet. And it's our job as believers to hopefully draw that out of them and to point them to Jesus um, by just loving them, caring for them, being there for them. And uh, maybe it adds more purpose to someone's job um, just by simply changing how you view it. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Um, That's awesome. That'll probably be, the title of this episode, uh, being called to be missionaries. So, um, I think that that's super powerful. Thank you so much, Aaron, for, for being on here. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm excited to have people listen to this and get a lot of awesome, uh, you know, tidbits out of it. And, uh, hopefully there'll be some discussion too in the Facebook group about it. Um, and, and ways that it's impacted, uh, people's businesses and lives. So I'm excited uh, to see where this goes. So thanks so much, well, Aaron. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm humbled to to be on and be part of it. So thank you for the time. Awesome. Thanks. You have a good one.